Welcome to the Robert Hunt Financial Market Update. It's your host, Robert Hunt, where I look at the week's financial news and whatever else I think is interesting for you and make sure it's actionable, discernible, and clear for you, the listeners, so that you can make great financial choices in the week and the months and the years to come. So for this week, we've got an excellent show for you, the Royal We. We are going to be looking at how individual retail traders are doing year-to-date, according to J.P. Morgan data, and seeing what we can learn from that. We are going to look at Mr. Charlie Munger, the right-hand man of Warren Buffett at Berkshire Hathaway, and his own company that he is involved with, The Daily Journal, and to look at a mistake he made and what we can take from that. We'll also revisit, for my weekly faithful listeners, the story continues with the brokered certificates of deposit. The Wall Street Journal actually came out with an article this week. They're just behind Robert Hunt Financial, as usual. There's always a couple days behind me. They must be a listener. Uh, We're going to talk about my own journey with brokered CDs. I'm going to tell you how it went with Vanguard. And then at the request of a listener, we're actually going to have something called Robert Hunt's Personal Corner where I disclose some of the services I actually use personally. This is not an endorsement of those services, but I think it could be helpful to get uh, a window into my mind and how I think about everything from health insurance to cell phone bills to, you're not going to be surprised, the investment products I use, but that will be the close. So at the top here, this uh, data point was emailed to me by a faithful listener. You know who you are. I had not seen this, and this I felt was worth taken some time with. So this is a J.P. Morgan, according to J.P. Morgan Chase, personal portfolios in the United States fell a horrifying 44% between January and October 18th. And this is a chart, as you can see from the Financial Times. Uh, this this commentary suspected the underperformance was due to the same reasons why the vast majority of mutual funds and hedge funds actually fail to beat the index. Folks are timing the market. They're rolling into the, uh, the hot stocks and they are selling things they shouldn't be selling. Their timing is poor and that's resulting in poor performance. What also can happen from my point of view is they get caught up in the hot stocks of the day, which is kind of the same thing. But you, as an investor, you, uh, you jump on Carvana or Zillow or Meta Jim Cramer's a big Meta fan, and Meta's been terrible. That's the Facebook ticker now. So another example of the importance of taking the keys away from ourselves, taking the steering wheel away, and letting automation, simplicity, work itself out. So if this data shows 44% year-to-date, October 18th, and I were to, I'm going to line up that data right here for you. The overall United States market's down about 23%. So for these investors, it's not double, but it's close. Uh, they're about twice as bad on their performance for this year as they would have been had they just chosen an index. And what's not included in these charts and what's not included in these commentaries is the opportunity cost of time spent. This is one of John Bogle's greatest points he would he would hone in on is how many hours did an investor spend earning negative 44% year-to-date? Believe it or else, you could spend 80 hours a week earning negative 44% year-to-date. Hedge funds do it all the time. All the time. 
Or you could spend zero hours and lose 23%. The choice is yours, door A or door B. That is another secret sauce to indexing that deserves to be elevated more is that there are some of these folks who lost negative 40% that missed a kid's soccer game, had a bad dinner with a spouse, wasn't present on a vacation, was following charts during a baptism. Whether you credo, pedo, it doesn't matter. You, you miss the baptism, you miss the moment. So all of that to have about twice as bad performance. So another example, let's not do that. Let's simply index the money. Now, what happens if one of your heroes is a big fan of an individual stock? Does that give you the latitude to maybe step outside of sound investing doctrine and to take a flyer on a recommended stock? For example, what about Mr. Charlie Munger? Okay, so Mr. Munger's been in the news this week and a bunch of news outlets have picked this up because he has been a huge fan of a company called Alibaba, which is out of China, and is actually a major holding in most index funds. Uh, and I say most index funds. If, if Not in the United States index funds, not in Europe, not in developed markets. This is emerging market funds. Alibaba is typically a, a decent holding. Alibaba is a giant internet company marketplace. Uh it's basically the Chinese equivalent of like an eBay and a Facebook and a, um, a couple other companies rolled into one. Big conglomerate, big company. In the last two years, Alibaba is down about 80%. Charlie Munger has been a huge fan of the stock, so much so that he's actually bought the stock on margin, according to, do your own research here, I double-checked it and it appeared he did, for his company, The Daily Journal, which is a company he's on the board of and listens to him for investing advice, and he's done a great job. But the lesson here is be wary of finding a hero and following them in investing. So in this Alibaba, uh, this data I researched that showed that he purchased about $70 million, and he borrowed about $60 million for margin loan on it at a price per share of 236 bucks. The value of that stock has dropped to about, and then th th this chart shows $66. I wonder what it is, $63. I wonder what it is today. And that's up a little bit, $67. Meaning that Munger, because he borrowed against the position, actually has negative equity in this example of negative $40 million. Now, I went back and did some research, and it looked like he may have paired the position. This data may not be perfect. The lesson still holds, though. A Charlie Munger pick stock for the last two years is down 80%, and Munger is one of my favorites. This is one of these... Illuminaries, who I've learned from and many others have as well. But this margin purchase had the potential to result in a negative 475% return. Now you might say, how is that possible? How can you lose more money than you put in? Well, when you borrow money, the banks don't care. The broker doesn't care how much money you pin. They're, they care how much you borrowed. And so if you put in 70 million and borrowed 60 million against it, and the value now of your equity is 20 million, but you still owe... 60 million from your loan, you had to pay it back. That means you invested 10 million and you owed 40 million. That's how you get these negative numbers. So be content, investor, even when one of the greatest investors of all time. This is, this is kind of like Michael Jordan saying, hey, follow me, be on my pickup team and losing. That's the equivalent here. Uh, Munger is 
trying to eke out more alpha as he's done in his, in his career so beautifully. But this would be disastrous had you just followed him into this position. So be content, investor, to stick with the index. Do not feel any obligation to, when you see one of your investing heroes like Charlie Munger, as he is for me, take an individual position and say, oh, wow, I need to follow him. Because it very well could be a negative, negative outcome. Again, for the last two years, Alibaba's down almost 80%, 78.79%. It's over the last two years. Munger was telling you to buy it. So uh, be wary. The last five years, Baba's down 61%. The last 10 years, it's down negative 28%. Individual stock picking is not a game you want to play and you do not want to follow other people as they play the game as well. Be content with your index fund returns for they will put you in the top 5% of all investors. That's a good place to be. And now we get to go and continue our wonderful story about brokered certificates of deposit. As I mentioned, the Wall Street Journal, a couple days behind me, as usual, put out an article this week talking about brokered certificates of deposit. Now, you can earn way more on these CDs, as I mentioned in the podcast last week, than you can at your local bank because the banks are competing for you. And so, to serve you the listener, Robert Hunt went, at his own expense, to purchase a CD on the Vanguard marketplace. And now you can do this on a whole host, probably Charles Schwab and Fidelity and all these others. All these other brokers do brokered CDs. And let me tell you how it went. So I go in there, find my, my brokered CD. I do a six-month brokered CD, again, on the on the Vanguard platform. I had never done this before. Click buy and sell, click CDs. Go down. Okay, I can buy it. Great. How does it work? Okay, so I line it up. I they sort it for you, and the highest one at the time, I think they've gotten even higher, was Customers Bank. Never heard of it. In a town called Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Apologies to those from Phoenixville. I never heard of it. So I actually Googled the website just to, great, it's there. Vanguard vets all these people. I didn't need to do that. And it's FDIC insured, so it's really redundant, but I did it just. So I put put in my, my 1000 bucks, which is the minimum, and I clicked the button. And for me, it took a little longer than I was comfortable with. I'm used to buying exchange-traded fund market cap index funds. As you'll know, that sermon that I've preached quite a few times, to meet my own cooking. Those transactions occur immediately. The moment you click the button, you can look at your transaction history and it shows, okay, great, I've purchased as many shares at this price and the funds settle in a day or two. With the CD, it was, took a little longer. So it took two days and I really didn't see any action in the account. Now, what I learned is on all these CDs, it has a start date and an end date. And I was able to buy the CD about a week before the start date of the CD. So October 26 is the actual start date of this, this CD I bought. Well, that was yesterday. So even though I bought it a number of days before, I did not know this, but hey, I, I see it now. It actually starts not when you buy it, but on, on, these, on these purchases from the banks, it'll start maybe a few days after you buy it. And then it doesn't show up in your account immediately. So just so you know, hey, it took about two or three days. I actually called Vanguard just as part of this educational experience. And I said, hey, I clicked the button, it didn't show up in my transaction history. Why was that? Well, it just takes a little longer, was the answer. They actually sent me to their bond desk, and their bond desk went back to the rep I was talking to. He said, you know, it just takes a little longer. Everything's fine. Great. Eventually, the money gets pulled out of the account. It just takes longer. So just so you know, it's a little slower in CD land than exchange-traded fund land, which as you're looking for ways to enhance yield, which you should do under the care of a 
professional like myself or someone else, this would be my recommendation. Uh, there are just different ways to do it. So, but one of the questions that we raised was, well, how easy is it to buy and sell these things? Well, I see the CD actually showing me market pricing. So it, it actually has a gain of 82 cents. So if I were to sell this customer's bank uh, CD, I would make a touch of money. And I'm, this is for um, Vanguard and maybe for other, other folks, but they don't charge a commission. So well, they shouldn't charge a commission. Uh, double check that. It, it, if they do, it's very low. Vanguard has various levels where they'll either charge or not charge a commission. So be sure to check on your own account. But that's the brokered CD journey. And rates are a little bit higher now. So uh, they're offering, I got mine at 4.05%, six month CD, matures in April, late April. Uh, you can get on any sort of site and see that it's maybe 4.2, 4.5. I believe the question that we all should ask ourselves is, gosh, when do we need the money? Now, because you can sell these CDs, it's not that big a deal. You're not gonna wanna put the maturity too far out. You can buy five year uh, CDs, but they don't yield a ton more. We've got a flat yield curve, so you're not, they're not really rewarding you for, for moving out on that duration risk curve, meaning when interest rates move around, the values move around a lot in these shorter durations, meaning three, six months, these are short durations. The interest rate movements don't affect them as much, so it's a really a easier option for you. So if you're looking for ways to park cash, earn a extra yield, there are some instances where the actual CD market will yield more than the treasury note market. I saw that this week. The I believe it was the nine month treasury yielded less than a, a brokered CD. So I had not seen that previously, so go in there and check. I have not bought individual uh, six month treasury notes. I think I'm going to try that for next week. So tune in next week. That'll be the journey we're on is I'm going to see how easy that is and then tell you how it went. If you don't do these things, just buy an exchange traded fund or just put it in the Vanguard money market fund or whatever money market fund you have. It'll be just fine. You don't you don't need to go through these calisthenics to earn 0.30 or 0.40%. Uh, or point, you know, sometimes it's 1%, but it all depends on the amount of money. So be willing to just keep it simple, but that's where we are. And now, as requested, what services do I use? What services do Robert Hunt use? I had someone ask me, why don't you just tell people? Okay, so be it. Here we go. Cell phone bill. My close friends know this answer because I'm, I'm a proud advocate for these people. No, no uh, compensation agreement in place, sadly. Mint Mobile. And there are other ones too. This is called an MVNO, Mobile Virtual Network Operator. It purchases in bulk from T-Mobile, the, the network that it uses, and resells it to people like me. For 30 bucks a month, I get unlimited talk, text, and data, 5G and hotspot. And, uh, it's, uh, it's all the same. Um, you can do it do like 15 bucks a month and you, they cap you on your data like, I don't know, five gigs, 10 gigs. But uh, it's all internet. They ship you a SIM card. Most people would probably save, cut their bill in half or more. Uh, for my health insurance, I use a group called MediShare, which is for Christians. Uh, it's an expense sharing platform, so it's technically not health insurance. You can't use the word insurance. Expense sharing and the, a bunch of folks get together, pool their money, and as medical bills arise, they pay it out. So actuarially, it would not be considered sound by many people. I've read the commentaries and I've, and I've read the MediShare audit. I would encourage you to do the same where you to consider something like this. But these, these programs have uh, pro popped up with more popularity for solopreneurs or folks who, uh, for faith reasons and conscience reasons, want to ensure that their dollars are not pooled for unbiblical purposes. 
So uh, MediShare can be great for all ages. It ends up saving most folks if they're going from a traditional insurance program. A whole lot of money on the front end. It's it's higher, not even deductibles, but higher um, equivalent of deductible, higher spend area. So you might, um, and, and not everything's covered. So if you were to get drunk and uh, hurt yourself, guess what? We're not covering that. So anything that would be outside of uh, the Bible, you don't you don't get covered. So that's what I do there. Uh, investing, no surprise. I use Vanguard as my broker, but I actually think you can use anybody now, just about, as long as you navigate it correctly. Charles Schwab would be permissible. Fidelity is permissible. Uh, E-Trade is permissible. They're, they're all kind of decent. You just got to be willing to navigate the sales pitches. Just about all of them, Vanguard included, sadly, are now cross-selling higher margin products for them. Uh, a lot of the personal purchasing framework I use is just what is a commodity? Great, let's do the lowest price. So what do I use uh, for a whole host of things? I just, I use that framework. Electricity. I go to powertochoose.org. Electricity is a commodity. Encore is a delivery agent in North Texas. And I choose the cheapest one. When I, when I was on the website, it was discount power. Now it's not. Whatever you're up for, you'll, you will see that it's, it's the cheapest. Uh, I use Walmart Plus for grocery delivery. Uh, it's easy, big selection, produce isn't great, but the pricing's good. Did you ever dream on the Robert Hunt Financial Podcast you'd get commentary on produce? Yes, we do it all here, folks. We do it all here. Uh, but access to a big old lineup of, of items that you can buy, and if you were looking to save a nickel further, you could. Uh, we just haven't. So... Um, Walmart Plus, 70 bucks a year or so, and they they deliver to your house, you tip, but we see the value. That's about as far as I'll go without boring you on the way I purchase things and see the world. So if you want to know more, email me directly. I will, I will tell you what else I purchase. Um, for clothing, you simply wait till Christmas or birthday. That's, that's a little... If your mother or mother-in-law is so inclined... It's my little tip of the, trick of the trade there. Um, but as always, keep those costs low. Keep that investing simple. Keep that time horizon long. That is what's going to serve you best on your investing journey. Look forward to having you tune in next week. Thanks.